inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello and thank you for joining a new episode. And today I'm really excited about hearing the new things, learning new things about presentations and presentation software. For that, we have a real expert on this. Let me introduce you, Alexandra Ontra. She's changing the way the enterprise world thinks about its most undervalued asset, the presentation. As president and co-founder of Shuffler, Alexandra is a blazing a trail in the emerging new discipline of presentation management. The technology she helped create is already powering the presentation strategies of hundreds of fortune-level companies, helping them save millions of dollars by transforming humble PowerPoint slides into invaluable business assets. Hello, Alexandra. Hi, Oscar. Nice hearing you. Welcome yeah, to the show. I'm happy to be here today. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a pleasure. It's going to be super fun. So I would like to hear first <laughs> a bit about yourself. Please tell us uh, about yourself, uh, your, your journey to become uh, an expert in presentation and everything you do now in Shuffler. I think my journey to presentations started oof, probably over 30 years ago at this point. Um, I started my career in advertising on Madison Avenue, working for big agencies and a big part of advertising is pitching. You are always pitching. You're pitching new clients. You're pitching campaigns. You're pitching creative concepts to clients to try to sell them in. You're always selling. And then as um, technology changed, it got better. And the very first laptops were able to, well, one laptop computers weighed you know, 10, 15 pounds. They were big by today's standards. Yeah. But when they first got the ability to play sight, sound, and motion and moving graphics, um, I started working with my co-founding partner and brother, James, to create interactive presentations for clients. And it was a lot of the same strategic disciplines. It was when you created a presentation, there's, there's messaging. What are the words? There's graphics and imaging. What is what is the design? What do you want people to feel when they see your images and graphics? We all know that a picture paints a thousand words. And then there was the final play, the, the final piece, the technology, and how do we make it easy for salespeople to make their own presentation? Because salespeople are not copywriters. They are not graphic designers. They are mm. sales people, they are relationship builders, but they need a presentation. So how do we make it easy for them? So we started consulting with them and started working as consultants for a lot of fortune level clients. And as the technology changed, we changed with them. But the same, the same challenges 30 years ago are the same challenges that we hear today from our clients. And that is how do we get everybody speaking on brand and on message, especially now when everyone is remote and they're completely dispersed from you know, corporate headquarters? Mm -hmm. So that becomes even more important. And how do we give our people an easy way to make their own and customize their own presentation? 
let them be good at doing their job, their task, not being a presentation PowerPoint jockey. And last but not least, uh, tracking and feedback. What are they saying? What what are what's happening in our in our customer meetings? What what's going on out there? You know, the CEO, the marketing director can't go to every single meeting. That's why you have feed on the street salespeople. And those three questions, the same questions, the same challenges across 30 years, across different en- industries, those are the challenges. And so I've just been focused on solving those challenges. And as technology changes, obviously, we want to uh, integrate and adapt the latest technology just to make it that much easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could agree more with that. And quite interesting, as you said, that you, you have been in the advertising industry from the beginning mm-hmm. of your career already for some time. And you mentioned about pitching. Yeah. How was the visual element or the visual, the visual aids in pitching at the beginning, let's say, of your career when there was no... At the, they, were, they were good old-fashioned glass slides in a carousel. Click, click. Remember that? Click, click. Uh-huh. Go to the next slide. I mean, that's why PowerPoint okay, are okay. called slides. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Film. Film and glass slides. Mm. Well, I think that's that <laughs> yeah, difficult old. to emulate today. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, it's super interesting. Yeah, and now you are. I see you have mentioned the, the challenges that you have seen in, uh, well, many professionals, like salespeople and other professions who are not, as you say, are not uh, copywriters, are not designers. But we, if we focus on uh, presentation software in, in which is we use, I think everybody uses presentation software today, and you are very into that. So what will be the, the top problems today people have in presentation software? The biggest problems, it just takes too long. And the information's wrong. It's just a hassle. You know, in plain English, not marketing speak, it's just a big major pain in the butt. <laughs> um, to put a presentation together. I think that's the biggest problem. Yeah, to put a presentation together there. Yeah, it's it's hard for many, many ways it's very hard to do that. Mm-hmm. Correct. So what would you say, um, what would be a, well, I don't know, take time to explain, yeah. of course, but if you, in, in few few steps, what would be a good way to, to get started? No, because I know in even me- by experience m- in myself in the past that, I have many years ago, I started creating a new presentation with a opening PowerPoint, a blank uh, blank slide and yeah, putting information that what is a good way to, to have a process? So for, and, and there's two aspects to this. There's mm-hmm. the individual that has to make the presentation that has to give the meeting. And then there's the company that has to manage presentations, mm-hmm. you know, for their entire team, you know, hundreds, thousands of of people across the globe. So let's start with the individual. I'm on my own. I need to make a presentation. I have a big meeting on Friday. Um, Where do I start? The first thing I would recommend is close PowerPoint, close your slides. And I would say, go through your pitch, go through your story in your head, just like you are conversing with someone. Forget about the slides have a conversation, imagine that conversation, play that conversation out with your, with your customer, with who, whoever's on the other side of that, and, and, and see how that conversation is going to play out in your head and get an idea of what you want to say and how you want to say it. So forget that you have to, quote, make a presentation and just 
have a conversation. If you were sitting in a restaurant with this person, what would you tell them about your product, your service, whatever you're trying to convince them? Be a person and have that conversation. And then you've had the conversation. Then write down, scratch it down, good old pad of paper, yellow pad. They're my favorite. And write down the main the main points of that conversation. Step three, make sure that conversation has a beginning, middle, and end. Put a structure around it. The best stories, the best movies all have a structure, a beginning, middle, and end. A problem, a climax, and a solution, a resolution. Put that framework and adjust your story, your conversation into that framework because that's how we as as emotional human beings digest and learn about new things. And then, and then after you've done that, then you can open up your PowerPoint and you can put your slides together and write it up and attach images where appropriate. That's what I would say to, to one person on their own who needs to make a really great presentation. For a big company, if you are trying to make presentations better for everyone in the company, and give your whole team an easier, faster, more efficient way to make presentations, what I would recommend is create a slide library. Um, obviously, there's a lot of software to do that, and you know we have our own at Shuffler, but you don't need that. Create a folder you know, on the, on the drive, on the network, wherever it is, where all of your slides, your corporate story exists, so they can go and find them and get them and reuse them. And on top of that, I would suggest you also create a media library right next to that slide library where they have formatted images that are brand approved and also videos that they can reference and include in their presentation. So give them all the tools they need to make a presentation, which are slides about your corporate story, you know, your, your products, your services, the company history, uh, research and development, pricing, case studies, put that all in a central location that is searchable so that, you know, the, the one poor rep way out in the field up in Siberia or wherever he's selling from can log in and say, okay, I found Oscar's bio in two minutes and now I can include Oscar in my presentation. That's, that's what I recommend. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I like, um, Slice library, right? That's how mm-hmm. you say Slide library. Slide library, yes. Okay. And normally who is, let's say, in charge of that? Usually it's somebody in the marketing department and or, and or somebody in sales support or sales enablement because presentations are marketing communications. They are sales strategic communications. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they should be treated with the same concern for branding and messaging and look and feel as you would treat your website or your television advertising campaign or your social strategy. They should have that same kind of care and process around it. And, and oftentimes companies are like, okay, here's a template. Everybody go. Uh, they kind of become the um, unwanted you know, stepchild in, in, the, in the marketing process. They become an afterthought. So I'm really, um, I'm really passionate about making them and treating them like the strategic communication assets that presentations are mm-hmm. yeah definitely i i, I like the, the way you you answer this uh, this question is because the first part as you say is for everybody for the individual which uh, as you said close the 
resist the temptation of, of starting with the PowerPoint and, and, and putting the ideas there, but putting in pen paper or, or the way you prefer uh, some sketching and have your ideas clear, have a structure, absolutely, have a story. And after that, when everything's clear, go into the to the would be ideally would go to the slide library that your company has prepared. So, and then you have also mentioned the templates. When you say slide library would be a template library, can you make a distinction there? When a uh, there there is the, a distinction, mm -hmm. especially in PowerPoint, because PowerPoint has slide master templates, and those are yes. Those are those are kind of behind the scenes in PowerPoint. And it, when you open a new presentation, that template is back there. And when somebody creates a new slide, you can, you know, choose one of those, one of those slide masters. Mm -hmm. What I would recommend is go beyond just those, you know, 10 or 15 and graphic templates, because there's no words on them, and and create the slides for the team, create the pricing page. Create the use cases, you know, for, for each one of your clients. Create the product description page or the, you know, technical architecture flow chart. Actually create those slides for them so they don't have to start from scratch every time. And they can pull. You know, put the company map out there with all your locations. Let them pull that in. Don't make them, mm -hmm. you know, make it themselves every single time. And most companies are starting to do that now to some degree. And obviously, some of them are better at it than others. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, as you understand better. So you have these uh, specific specific slides that are ready to ready to copy-paste or ready to make uh, little updates on the on the slide. So the design of that specific slide is, is there. The, the layout is, is, is ready. So, and just also to clarify that, so those slides don't have to be one slide in the template, correct? Correct. Um, and the, the challenge of doing one slide in a template mm -hmm. is, you know, some of these companies, they have a ton of information. They can easily, mm. to put their corporate story together, have over 300 slides. These are huge companies with a yes. lot of services, a lot of products, mm. um, a lot to say. And you don't want a 300 slide PowerPoint master. That's just, mm. that's awful. That's ridiculous. I would make those <laughs> slide. Yeah. And then, and then for the poor fool who has just a one slide, um, a, a one slide, three bullet point presentation that he's using for one minute, he's got a 300 slide master behind him. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the presentation's like a hundred gigabytes. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. No. So make the slide masters the bare minimum. All right. So it doesn't, your presentations don't duplicate in size over and over and over again. So there's a balance there. You want yes. enough slide masters so they have the tools so they, they can kind of plug and play and mm -hmm. and just pop in, you know, the words or the specific image they need for their for their meeting. Um, but then you create a real presentation, a real structured story about your company where your team members can go in and say, OK, I'm going to use this slide. And then I'm going to use the product description slide. And then I'm going to use the pricing slide. And while I'm at it, I'm going to take the company history slide. And hey, here's that great video from our CEO. I'm going to close my meeting with that. Mm -hmm. Yep, I, I I got it. I get the idea. Definitely, I agree with that. Uh, the less the salespeople have to do when it comes to making presentations, the better off everyone's going to be. Mm-hmm. 
and and that concept applies also for uh, other software such as Keynote or yeah 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 it doesn't matter what you're using this is we're just talking media here mm -hmm. and presentations are are a medium okay. presentations are the medium where where your customers actually making a a buying decision the presentation is the medium that's used when you are belly to belly face to face with a customer that's going to use a bot that's going to make a buying decision that will directly affect your bottom line. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's so critical that companies, you know, manage them, manage the messaging, manage the brand and give their team an easy way to customize and recreate as necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, excellent. Um, now we are using more and more presentation. Uh, one reason is also the uh, the remote working, um, and because of that, and also the evolution of this software, uh, there are of course newer features. Uh, what about the, the newer features, especially the ones that are used uh, for for virtual presentations? Um, can you pick the Talk about a few of these newer features and why. Yeah. Which one do you think are good ones to to learn to spend time? I learning? think I think one of the most important features that's becoming more popular in presentations today is interactive presentations. The ability to switch and go interactive, whereas a linear, predefined PowerPoint. You know, slide one, slide two, mm. slide three. Oh, no, don't interrupt me. That's on slide 10. I <laughs> will get to that. It, it forces a conversation. And as we are all remote and a little more secluded, uh, a forced conversation, it, 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 leaves, it leaves a lot to be desired. It leaves the human element. It leaves the, it leaves, there, there is no conversation. It's just a monologue and, mm. and nobody wants to be talked at. So more, um, the ability to go interactive so that the presentation follows the conversation. So, you know, if we're sitting here talking and I'm going through the history of the company and you just say, you know what, Alex, I'm really interested in, in what you did for that big cruise line. That's your client. You know, we're looking at the cruise industry, you know, can we just talk about that? And, and my ability to turn around and say, okay, and pull up mm. that, that case study about that cruise line will will let us you and me just have a conversation and chat about it and and when you're having a conversation you are becoming friends you're building a relationship and sales is so much about trust marketing is actually about trying to build trust in your brand and that is it's so it's so critical especially now that we're all a little more separate so, you know, PowerPoint, you can do interactive uh, hot links to pages here and there. And, and, and a lot of people will just make a home page of, or I should say a home slide mm -hmm. um, in their PowerPoint presentation with a back button. And they almost make that a little interactive presentation. So the, the speaker, the presenter can, can jump around from topic to topic as the conversation dictates. And then there's also Prezi is all about an interactive presentation mm -hmm. and, and, and Shuffler, we have the interactive library that you can pull up anything. And, and the one thing I, I'd like to note here is that that might sound intimidating because our slides, our little presentation that we created the night before, they become our crutch. You know, it gives you something to say. Mm -hmm. 
but we make presentations, we make interactive presentations every day. Think about, you know, maybe the last time you were at, you know, you were having uh, dinner with a friend and your friend says, oh, yeah, how, how was your vacation, Oscar? And you say, it was great. And you pull up your phone and you pull up your photo library mm-hmm. and you start pulling up the pictures of you and 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 your kids or your wife or whatever at the beach. And here's the beautiful sunset. And look at that sugary white sand and 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 our and our drinks with the coconut, you know, from a coconut and and all this great. And you start showing pictures about your vacation. That's the same thing. You're giving an interactive presentation using those cues on your phone to help support your story. So we already do this. And what I'm advocating today is we should do that more in business. Be a little more free-flowing. Yeah, I agree definitely. I have heard about this, the interactive presentation. It's a good example, the analogy you make with just having a chat and suddenly from jumping from the conversation, you jump to the phone, show something, and then, then, of course, you continue the conversation with some other topics. It's definitely a great idea. How is this... Um, what is the feature in, in PowerPoint, for instance? How is it called? There is, if I want to do that. Uh, I'd have to look at the ribbon, but it's like okay. it's like the hyperlink, insert link. Okay. You so, know, you can hyperlink to a, a separate website. You mm-hmm. can also just link to another page or another slide within the presentation. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's been there for forever. People just okay. don't use it a lot. Okay. I guess it's been for a while for people who don't use it so much. So, because yeah, it's, it's there. It's, it's also important that the one who presents know how to switch to another slide and then come back without getting lost. So that I think that's uh, yeah, that's and it. that's why linear becomes such a crutch because it's it's a little bit of a security blanket. You already mm, know yes, what your next yes. slide is. It is safe, but it does. You know, no, but nobody's ever said, "Yay, I'm going to work today. I get to sit through seven PowerPoint presentations." No one has ever been excited about sitting through other people's PowerPoint presentations. <laughs> Not that I know of. In my, you know, 30 plus years, it's like, okay, here we go. Next slide. Let's go to the next slide. Go to the next slide. It gets a little tedious. Okay. Interactive presentation. Definitely a a good one that I, I, yeah, I definitely have to also think about more about that and and put in practice. So great idea. Another feature that you think we should use? Reporting and metrics knowing for for and this is for you know that the home office headquarters knowing what slides your team your people are are presenting in their meetings with your customers you know that's you know firsthand data as to what's really resonating in the field and that will help guide what kind of new content you create and also guide what kind of content you retire and take out of the library because you don't want you don't want a bunch of junk in there, like a messy closet that people have to sort through to get to the good information. So, so data and reporting and analytics is very critical so that you know what's going on in the field. And the last thing I would say is a slide updating so that when you, you, know, when you update the company map, you add a new lo- location, or you, more important, you change your pricing um, that new slide gets pushed out all over your network or all over mm. your your slide library so that you can be sure that somebody's not going out there with you know last year's pricing. <laughs> leaving so those yes. are those are all pretty critical features yes. to managing the message, managing your presentations, and making sure everyone can present 
as intelligently as, you know, your, your CEO, you know, just give them the tools. They're all there. Mm -hmm. Just give it to them, show them how to use yep. it. It's not, it's not rocket science. It's just a little discipline and, and, and a little time on the front end. <laughs> it's presentation management. Exactly. Sounds like that. Sounds like uh, presentation management. Exactly. Your second point, you talk about statistics and reports. So what is needed mm -hmm. to do that? Well, a, lo a lot of sales enablement and, and shufflers, well, they have, you know, reporting built mm -hmm. into it so that it tracks, you know, how many times a file or slide has been viewed, how many times has it been mm -hmm. downloaded, how many times has it been used in somebody else's presentation, how many times has it been updated, um, has anybody liked it, have they comment on it, commented on it, all the data tools are there, you know, you just need to compile them in a way that will help guide your your presentation content decisions going forward all right perfect alexander could you now share with us what is your favorite quotation my favorite quotation i would have to say what's resonated with me lately is i believe it's by maya angelou and it goes something like this people will forget what you say to them but they will always remember how you made them feel. I don't think those were the exact words, um, but that always that that one just kind of hits me in my heart because it, it's so important what we give out to people and not not in you know huge ways like oh I, I threw you a big party or I bought you a car or you know those big grand gestures gestures which are also lovely. But the the little things you do when you interact with people, how you make them feel. Mm. Do you make them feel good or do you make them feel small? And ultimately, you know, you, you want other people to feel good because that makes, yes. you know, me feel better. Like what you give, you get back. Oh, yes. Excellent. Well-written words, definitely. That's why, yeah, I heard that before and definitely resonates. Thank you for that. Could you sure. now recommend us one book in particular, a good read for us? I just finished a book called The Midnight Library oh. by Matt Haig. And I loved it. I loved it. I loved it because it's about, you know, a person in her, I think she's probably like in her mid thirties. And um, it's, she, she doesn't like her life. She wants to die. She tries to kill herself. I know that sounds really negative, but as she goes through this journey, she goes to quote The Midnight Library. And in this library are different stories of what her life could have been. You know, if she pursued her swimming career and became a world-class swimmer, or if she became a singer, or if she married the boyfriend that she just mm -hmm. broke up with, or if she, all these different, you know, we, we make decisions, we make micro decisions mm -hmm. in our lives, and it puts us on a trajectory. Mm -hmm. And this book kind of explores all the different possibilities and, and trajectories of, of what her life could be. And, and I just, I just found that very, you know, inspiring and uh, kind of comforting in a way, you know, things aren't set in stone. You, you do have some control, even though often it doesn't feel like you have any control <laughs> over life. <laughs> and I, I just was really positive and I just really enjoyed reading it. So I highly recommend it. Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Okay. Midnight Library. And it's uh, like real stories from the author or is kind of. Fiction, non-fiction, or in, in the No, middle? this is fiction. It's a novel. It's fiction. fiction, all right. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely fiction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Too good to be true. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I want that experience. Huh. I want to see all the different, you know, paths <laughs> my life could have taken. How cool is that? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Excellent. Could you finally share with us an exercise, something, something practical that you would recommend us to do it? A routine to shine. Do every day. I would say quiet, quiet. Some people call it meditating. Mm -hmm. Just something for yourself every day where you just turn it all off. Mm -hmm. Maybe you read for 20 minutes, not on your phone, but yeah. like in a real book with paper because there's just, you know, I read on my Kindle and, and all the texts come through. Exactly. Just give yourself 10 minutes. If you can give yourself more, that's great to just do nothing. We are constantly running. We have ADD. There's media. There's stimulus coming from a million different directions. Just like shut the door and be quiet. Take a bath. Take a shower. Just shh. Mm -hmm. I think that's the most important thing. And it's easy enough to do. You don't need money. You don't need a teacher. You don't, you know, you just, you can do that completely on your own. Take a few deep breaths and just be quiet. It's hard to do because your mind is constantly racing. It is, especially if you want to do it in, in the middle of the journey for the middle of the day. Right. And, and that's why it, it becomes ever more important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's definitely a really good one. I have to do it more and more and often. Thanks a lot, Alexandra. It was uh, very inspiring hearing your stories and uh, very tactical advice about presentations, presentation management. Please let us know how people could like to continue the conversation with you, uh, find you on the net. What are the best ways? Yeah, they can find me on my website at uh, shuffler.com, S-H-U-F-F-L-R-R.com. Um, you can just send an email through there and I will get it or feel free to link in with me, Alexandra Antra. I'm on LinkedIn as well. Happy to hear from you. Happy to talk to anyone. <laughs> Fantastic. Again, it was a pleasure talking with you, Alexandra. And all Thank the you, best. Oscar. It's my pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Do me a favor. Have you read my book, Rock the Tech Stage? Please go to Amazon.com and leave me a review. I appreciate all your support. Keep shining and the next time...